This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me, you not gonna do nothing, you are not above me, I bet you wish you was me, I know that I know. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Only Friends Podcast. We're here today, joined once and for all, perhaps, by the kitty table. Where the fuck are your shoes? It's so <laughs> Thank weird. God you Where said are it. your shoes, you weird. white trash mongrel? Damn, Can bro. you show us the bottom of your foot? <laughs> Absolutely not. Why do you have Absolutely those shoes not. on? I'm going back to the house after. You <laughs> left the house came to the office and wait I, wait this is this is nothing new you for didn't Landon. notice when you, he was getting in your car i knew i knew i knew, I knew the whole time i'm making a spectacle of it now I, what can you do man did you say something when he got in your car he's what an, does it matter uh, look at that hair he's an unruly man what does it matter so i walk <laughs> the dogs every day for roughly a mile in this concrete jungle we call las vegas nevada not not an ounce of grass anywhere Discarded needles along the path. That's not even horse true. shit everywhere. There's like, no way you're gonna tell me. Not not really the type of place you want to be caught shoeless. Oh come on! Oh no shoeless way. Joe Jackson here <laughs> just joins me on the walk one day, and I'm like, "Where the fuck are your shoes?" He goes, "I don't need them." I'm like, "We're gonna go for a mile walk." He goes. It's fine. I'm becoming one with the earth. It was fine. Okay, I didn't say that, but the I was fine. The pavement gets so hot, too, in Vegas. I mean, yeah. Well, honestly, I guess a, maybe he's got built up enough callus there. It's a good barometer for me because then I'll know when I have to start putting booties on the dogs. Right. Yeah. Like, when Lana can't make the walk anymore, I know it's time. <laughs> I can always make the walk, man. <laughs> yeah, that's what I look like. Yeah. Oh, Lynn, you You're going to have athlete's foot or fungus tomorrow for sure. No shot. No, that's not what it comes from. Mm, yeah. That would be if I'm he were reading it right now. Honestly, he probably also has fucking. Yeah, if he's taking, if he's get, he's taking public showers. Uh, like with, he, his uh, bottom no, of his foot is probably from, so um, fucking hard. Oh, yeah. My, I mean, yeah. mine are. Aren't yours? No. Uh, mine are, my what? feet are soft as I stuff. have calloused on top of calloused wow. on top of You work out with no shoes Just on. go to the no, chinitas and no little take off. I work out with no shoes I've never had a pedicure. Nobody's touching my feet. Oh, well, that's. I don't like that. Bro, I, I like the. the Bro, you got soul. some nasty ass feet. Uh, right. yeah. I, I actually have nice feet. The soles of my feet are very, uh, very smooth and soft and tender. Who has calluses on their soles? Well, people who walk fucking barefoot. <laughs> that man. Brother, this is a, like a. This isn't a what normal. What did you say? What, 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 this isn't a normal thing. It's not a big deal. I walked five steps. Brada. I walked five steps. Five <laughs> steps. Uh, I walk five steps mile. from the house to the car, and then I walk from the car. At least socks, though. Because now your feet are black. I'll just shower. <laughs> you just shower? You're going to go in the pool. Yeah, There's the a pool. bath Don't go right in the here. fucking pool. Ew. He's going to go in the pool. <laughs> like, then you're going to share all the I'm not going to go in the pool. Black feet in the pool. <laughs> it's just dirt. Okay. There's chlorine. There's literally a bath right there. No, that's for the porn stars, bro. Leave it alone. I'll just put my feet through there, and they get clean. <laughs> My that, was, feet, that was your intention before this conversation. My feet are very calloused on the big toe and on the pad, oh, oh, like, like the like feet? the pad of your foot. Mine on my big toe is on one foot because I have one foot bigger than the other. No feet picks. That and costs that led, money. That led feet to picks cost money. Yeah, because like my shoe is tighter on one foot than the other. But why don't you just want to go and get your feet taken care of? 
sense. Like, should we all go to one of those? Foot the callus are beneficial spas? to me. Oh, okay. I heard the fish. I heard the fish thing is cool. Or like they. Eat I want to go to that. Yeah, they can, I, I'm I'm down for it. I don't care. Group uh, trip. I, I was I was exaggerating when I said spot. no one's touching my feet. I don't give a fuck. Group trip. Uh, but group the callus trip. are beneficial the same way they're beneficial for your hands yeah, when you lift. Like, helps with your balance. Mm -hmm. too. I got gloves for that. Are they? You're such. You wear gloves <laughs> when you lift. Come you're on. such a prima donna. So you get yeah. laughed out of every gym I've ever been in. Yeah, listen. I'm starting uh, to get my calluses back. Yeah, it's nice. I right? don't do that. You know what else that's? You Me know what too. else that means for you? Calluses. No old fashions. No old fashioned hand jobs. Yeah, you don't have. You don't have to ever have to worry about like a handy. Because no. no guy wants to get scratched up by your calloused ass hands. That's true. You know. That's funny. That's I mean, true. some might be in for it, I guess. That's nice. There's something for everyone. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's kind of nice to, no, to know no that you just yuck, let off the hook. Yeah, don't yuck, no, yeah, no. don't yuck their yum. Don't yuck their yum. Yeah. Oh man. Good intro. Good job. I don't, I don't have anything better than this. This is the height of the podcast today yeah. for sure. Blackfoot. Rada. Rada. Yeah, that was so. It caught me so off guard. Rada. <laughs> oh, what man. accent is that? Yeah. It's what an is accent. that? Wonder it is what? an accent. <laughs> you know, what do you mean it's not an accent? He's walking an MMA fighter. No, you know Kamzat? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kamzat But that's Chimaya? an accent from him. Sure. Right. It's like Brada. Eastern <laughs> European somewhere. Sure. It's a man you don't want to mess with. I saw. With I saw. He's, he's great. He's a bad man. Nasty, dude. What are we talking about today? Speaking of people we don't want to mess with, a oh. uh, little bit of a... The guy that slammed that chair over yeah, there. Yeah, a little, little, little fight <laughs> broke out <laughs> in what appears alert. to be the Hustler Casino. We can't really make it out. We, de we definitely know it's somewhere in California. This starts off as uh, pretty tame. Yeah. Go, go ahead and give him the audio. Blah, blah. Cut us off. So this is what's going to happen when Conrad loses his Rangers penguin. I don't have a gun table. I can get one, but mine's just a. Actually, I kind of want to get one because it's like you have to be so close to like defend yourself. You have to go right up to them if you're using one of the. Yeah, but you can much more accurately just tase them in the nuts. With Yo, I what thought you my have. man yeah. was running at yeah. first, but then he grabbed the table. He was and I'm like, running oh, to get a table. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was like, wait, why is he being pussy? And then he goes and grabs it. I was well, like, no, oh, shit. Kinda, no, Never kinda, mind. It is kind of being pussy, right? He yeah. was standing there and fight. He ran and got like it some weapons. Only because he's the bigger guy. You, you want to know when you have no worries about the person who's trying to fight you? Is when his insult is your mama, your mama. <laughs> and that he point, also I'm just like, swung and just completely missed. Yeah. So yeah, it was, mama, like, it was like a bad is, rendition is of like WWE SmackDown chair edition, where like they couldn't really fight. He's like, oh, I know how to get him. I'll if get you're the table. bigger guy and have to run for the for the table, that's that's not good. Also, if you're the smaller guy yeah. and you go run for the table, it's like a height advantage. Uh, you know, you're trying to you're you're not. The other hand, the guy did like. He doesn't give a fuck. He just he just went and grabbed the table and bashed it. Well, the yeah, guy but he's so much bigger. No, no, right. It's a weird impulse. The, what? the age he, difference. This he, guy's probably like 65. The other kid's probably like, I don't know, 36. Yeah. Well, 
let's be right, let's be abundantly clear. It, it's hard we're really to tell. sizing this up as you know uh, a heavyweight versus a welterweight type scenario here. It's all right. Neither of these guys have ever thrown fists before in their lives. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, did you clear. see that first yeah. punch? Yeah, he, yeah. He just I mean, swings just and complete com- whiff. <laughs> and like doesn't. this is what I don't understand. I haven't fought since I was in college, so. What I know off of that is I'm not going to talk shit to people who might fight me back. Yeah. yeah. So I don't understand being two individuals that clearly haven't thrown hands, maybe ever, but at least in decades, getting to a point where they're actually in each other's face yelling, yo mama. Well, well the, the, the younger, smaller guy spit in the other guy's face. That's oh, what, yeah. that, that's what, that's that's what, that's that's what set, set it off. Really yeah. Really yeah. 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 That's going to make a guy go it get might have, It might have just, you know, came to a head at... at words yeah, yeah but then he spit in his face and it was all over now. you can't disrespect no, you like can't. that well he got spit in the face and then some guy said your mama to him well that was that he said your no, mama no 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 it was no. your mama your mama spit in the oh, face oh turn around grab a table <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, honestly even the table smash he kind of missed he, he missed just, like, they, got they the were missing each other constantly the table that's paying attention that's true like yeah. if you're paying attention like we were talking about earlier he like, also didn't really grab it the right way he didn't grab it by the by the legs and yeah. swing it you know he grabbed it by the face and it started yeah, breaking it's just it was like off. falling apart yeah, yeah, it started like fold up in his hands psyops might think this is a publicity stunt no. Good thing there wasn't a baseball bat just laying around. I gotta tell you, the real hero in this story was the security guard. Oh, what? yeah. What do you mean? Oh, this is he's, chill as fuck. You mean the guy did his job? Yeah, but he did it so efficiently. He was just yeah, like, Taze, yeah. don't fucking move. Yeah. yeah. Can't okay, move. you're done. And, and he, he looks at the camera and he goes, stops. No filming. And he didn't tase him until like he pretty much absolutely had to. He probably didn't to. need to tase this man. Oh, I don't know. Uh, the guy yeah. was going. The guy was swinging a. I mean, but it, look how fast it ended. Out of his hands. Yeah, but the security guard is it? He doesn't exactly strike me as a guy who's about to throw hands either. You know, uh, he's not Dave Chappelle's security. He's fucking huge. Yeah, but he's probably like sixty. Yeah, he looked old. Yo, my man's sixty, but he spent fucking twelve years in prison. He's not going to give you a taser after you go to prison. You're not going to be in charge of the Hustler Casino. Brada, brada, that might be one of the worst takes of all time. Brada, those punches were weak. Somehow Conrad's the racist on the set. Yeah, that works out. He's going to prison to get a taser. It's how we own our own stuff. Sure. But yeah, like, this guy is definitely not Dave Chappelle's entourage. He's not going to twist this guy's arm up. It's also just more efficient. Look how fast it ended it. Boom. You want him to wrestle him around? I mean, it's just. I was I was waiting for the the <laughs> true Darwin Award where the guy who got hit by the table comes over and takes a cheap shot after this guy's been tased. <laughs> it's like oh Christ! Come over, kick him in the head. Kicks yeah. him in the face. Yeah. Uh, that actually reminds me of a story. Fantastic. I think Lamana was there after the Steelers won the Super Bowl versus Seattle. Oh yeah. Okay. So uh, Steelers win their their first Super Bowl in our lifetime, and we go back to our hometown. Uh, to a local bar to kind of like hang out, celebrate, whatever. And our good friend, whose nickname is Skimpy because of his tiny stature. Uh, not goes to be in- confused with Gumby. <laughs> Correct. Not to be confused with Gumby, who was nicknamed after his last name of Gombieski. Yeah. Uh, so Skimpy, who used to be Shrimply, but we decided that that was just too mean. And we reduced Skimpy. Yes, because Skimpy is a lot out nice anyway. way better. Yeah. Shrimply? Yeah, he's, he's kind of stocky now. Oh, he's a fat man. <laughs> that's, <laughs> because, that's because you guys made him go to the extreme. He used to yeah. be skimpy. He's like, I don't want to be skimpy anymore. He's built like a 5'4 refrigerator. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't want to put it out like that. He's, I was just he's saying. He's portly. 
He went from skimpy to stocky. He was, he was fresh out of the army at this point, though, so he was actually in reasonable shape. Mm -hmm. So he walks into the bathroom, and small towns be what they are. He walks in the middle of a drug deal. But he doesn't care. <laughs> Is it drug dealer? They were just doing coke or something. Uh, hey, whatever, drug related. Either way, drug related. So he walks in to take a piss. That's where like, you do coke. It's a, Yeah. You know, normal. He walks normal in to take a piss. Behavior. I doubt it was coke. Leechburg doesn't have cocaine. Uh -oh. This is probably They're like math crack? or some <laughs> other poor cheap drug. Bathroom uh, crack. And he goes in to take a piss and they're like, get the fuck out of here. And he's just like, uh, yeah, uh, whatever. I'm going to pee. <laughs> and they're just like, no, get the fuck out of here. And he's just like, no, I, I have to piss. Uh, I don't care what you guys are doing. Like, I'm going to pee. Uh -huh. And they just jump him while he's pissing. Oh. So we're like at the bar area and this guy walks by and goes, hey, your friend, I think, is in the bathroom getting the shit kicked out of him. I'm like, what the fuck? So I walk in the bathroom and he's holding his own. Versus these two guys that are just, you know, like skinny crackheads. Uh -huh. And they're swinging on him in the corner. And I walk in and I grab one by the back and like throw him off of him. So now it's a one-on-one. -on -one. Skippy's winning that battle for sure. In the midst of this, I slip on what I can only assume was his piss. <laughs> piss. Oh my God. Yeah. And I just eat shit. And I come in. This dude's over top of Berkey like this. So I just come in. <laughs> and like, just and like in I just see Berkey like completely defenseless because he's on his back, right? Yeah. And the dude's about to like lay into him. So I just come in and just crack him right yeah. in the face. So <laughs> shit, bro. So That's my man, bro. Yeah. Yo, you got a good friend. Yeah. yeah. You got a good friend. So Skippy's fucking up this other guy. I'm soiled in pee. Lamanna's uh -huh. is incapacitated the third person. He then is like wrenching around or whatever. So I just put him in a rear naked chokehold. So yeah. I take no blows. Brian takes no blows. Obviously you covered in pee, pee on that's, pee that's, on that's the real yeah, hell here. Skippy wins his battle over there and is just like fucking this guy up now. Yeah. And we're just letting it happen because like, you know, get yours, man. Yeah. Whatever. The the I don't even think they had security. Like maybe the owner or somebody it was comes the in. Owner. He came right yeah. over. So yeah. he comes in and everything gets like finally calmed down or whatever. Was I it still loud? have this guy. Were you guys like, like yelling at each other? Uh I mean I was I think I was just like yelling like it's over or something along those I'm lines. I'm covered in pee. So the owner comes in and he's like, yo, basically trying to get to the end of it and put put uh like this is he done, was yelling right? at us, get the fuck out yeah, of here, because yeah, he uh, thought that like all oh, we're causing the fight, like we're right. fighting. So he's like trying to kick us out yeah. of the of Stop the beating of the up bar. my crackheads. So, so Brian, Brian leaves. <laughs> the guy that Skimpy had fought had left, and Skimpy's on his way out. And I still have this guy kind of incapacitated because he still seems like he wants to go. Uh -huh. And as Skimpy walks by, he just looks at me, and goes, "You motherfucker!" <laughs> just. just Absolutely, man! That like, absolutely blasts this guy in the face like something out of Mike Tyson's Punch Out, where his face just goes like this and uh -huh. the spit goes flying. Did you catch his blood? His jaw just I, shakes. Nah, man, I was, I was too soiled and pissed to catch anything else. So we leave and we like uh, exit or whatever. And the owner is like, I don't know if he didn't know what was going on or if he knew the two dudes that got fucked up or whatever. Skippy's like kind of fucked up. His face is like, you know, he took some took some shots. Uh -huh. And he literally had just gotten back from serving a tour. I don't know if it was Iraq at it that was time. Iraq. Yeah. yeah, it was Iraq. Uh, so this was like early 2000, 2006. Uh, and we're out in the back parking lot, like trying to figure out where we're going to go and like get cleaned up or whatever. And just, you know, recounting the whole thing to ourselves. And the owner's standing at the back door and Skippy decides to give him a piece of his mind. 
like you piece of shit this happened on your establishment like uh you know i want the cops called or yada yada yada, whatever and the guy goes i think it's best you leave and he pulls up his belt and shows a 22 and you would think that that would be enough to be like, oh, okay. This kid being scared of no 22. Fuck no. Right up to this guy gets 22. nose to nose to right in his face. Literally nose to fucking Iraq. nose. You think yeah. he's scared he's of He's like, I just 22? got back from the war. You think I give a fuck about that peace shooter? Go ahead, shoot me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he literally like, you guys the first fucking gun I seen? Go ahead, shoot me. You won't do it. Shoot me. Go ahead. Oh run right God. here. Like, but literally, I mean. I would say nose to nose, but you know, he's only 5'6", so it's, or 5'6". For whatever yeah, that's great. Skimpy, dude. Yeah, he like give a fuck. I give a little bit more of a fuck. I'm just like, the kid's uh, like five six or five seven. Okay, he's just he real. Yeah, I'm just kind of standing there like, oh, I mean, guns a gun. Like, yeah, the damage that can is be this done guy here at the party today. <laughs> no. This guy's chill. He's uh, he's he's definitely one of our better friends, but he's also the most psychotic of all my friends, yeah. as this story would would dictate. He knew that guy would never shoot him. That's why. Yeah. You know, he yeah, knew. He knew. Or at least he 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 made a calculated Low probability decision. for sure. But like, honestly, I think in his head, it's like, like it's a free roll. Like. Very low zero EV bluff cap. Zero percent. Yeah. Zero percent. Yeah, like, like this guy's bluffing, and I'm gonna make him look like the fucking coward that he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if he shoots me. Fine. Yeah. Like, fine. His life is fucked, not mine. Right. And it's like, well, your life is a little fucked. What do you do if he shoots him? What do you do? I have no fucking clue. (laughs) I tend to the body, I assume. Oh. But like, you don't run up on the dude with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> we learned our lesson once. Yeah. <laughs> you learned you learn through, uh, you learn through yeah. osmosis. Yeah, it's like, you know, this guy's now free rolling. Like, what's the difference with one death or three? That's, that's true. He is free rolling at that point, now, basically. Do you think you attend to the body or do you seek cover first? Yeah, do you run? Do you co- seek cover till it's over or do you attend to the body? No, no, you'd like to think you'd run up and try to get him out of the situation or do something. Yeah, I think the inclination is that there's no reason to shoot multiple people yeah so you're gonna go tend to the you, wounded but you just don't, I, I don't know until you're in but that exact situation there's also no reason for like him to, to keep shooting right him thing. while he's down that so gives you, him a reason to shoot maybe Matt. would want to go <laughs> sure co- find cover well yeah i guess it depends like where he got shot how necessary <laughs> is to get a fucking if he's turrican. getting back up or <laughs> yeah imagine he just like stands back up and starts swinging yeah. <laughs> me again yeah. he probably could i mean if he shoots him right in the head we're probably just running because it's not yeah that's that's a game time decision in those spots yeah i've been in so many of them in my life well, of course you have. You have no shoes on. Yeah, Blackfoot. That's that's the type of shit that somebody who doesn't wear shoes fucking runs up on. But they they have those like. This is the that reason why you need to wear shoes. You might, have to, you might have to escape on foot. <laughs> Maybe this ready. is why he doesn't wear shoes. He's training. <laughs> Merging to the guy with the gun. Yo mama, yo mama. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Darren. Yep. Uh, Landon's like shoes. Fuck shoes. This guy's talking about shoes. <laughs> Another Dave Cook reference for you there, Dave Chief. Cook. You, uh, Dave, Dave Cook. Yo, Dave Cook. <laughs> Dave Cook's funny, bro. Yeah, Dave Cook's. Yeah, Dave Cook's good. Yeah. Dave, was it Dave Cook? Dave uh, Cook. No, but was it Dave Cook, or maybe David it's Cook Dave something else? The no, that's David Archuleta. No, there's also what? David Cook. There's also- <laughs> There's Dave Matthews. There's Dave. There was David Archuleta, David Cook on okay. American American. Who am I think? Who played? Uh, who Baseball? played? Um, was it Uncle Joey on on Full House? It's Dave. Some Dave. Dave Coulier. 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 Oh wait, Dave Coulier. I'm Coulier. 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 Yeah. Cut yeah. it out. <laughs> John Stamos has aged really gracefully. Of course, he's Greek and rich. Olive skin. 
All yeah, of his own. All as fuck. The olive runs deep in that man. All right, let's let's uh. Let's story. Anyway, we already got to the shits. Let's talk about this story that just won't die. Yep. So Bryn, oh Bryn, 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 for the algorithm, Bryn. Uh, <laughs> just keep saying Bryn. As we mentioned yesterday, uh, Martin had released a handful of screenshots from a two-year text log between George Wolf and Bryn Kenny. Uh, we didn't release the name yesterday, but this Poker News article released it uh, today, so we're going to talk about it. Um, in speaking with John, the senior editor who wrote the article, and in seeing the article in print, they went through literally frame by frame of this text log. So every single message yeah. for a two-year span. This, I have the raw video. It's 21 minutes. That's and so it's long. a fast 21 minutes. Like, it's just scrolling, right? Yeah. So he said he went through frame by frame uh, and analyzed every single message. Uh, so first I want to speak to... Public is paying good. Well, because that's that's a lot of work. That's that's the investigative <laughs> journalism work. we're not willing to do. Yeah, <laughs> that's strong. Uh, but the first thing that I want to I want to speak about is one of the screenshots that Martin posted. Uh, it looked like there were out of sync timestamps. Yeah, and that was kind of lending credence to the fact that maybe the video was doctored, and that these t uh, these text messages weren't legit. John pointed out something to me that I think is probably likely what happened. Um, on iPhones, if you send a message with like spotty Wi-Fi or no service or whatever the case may be, yeah. sometimes that message gets trapped mm -hmm. and sends later with the previous timestamp, right? So that the receiver knows that it was sent at a previous. And this moment. was years ago. I think that happened more often, right? Than yeah, it was also it's also just a very rare instance, right? If like yeah. in the two year span that happened one time, yeah. It's, it's likely that that was the case. Yeah, it seems as though in combing through, that was the only incident where they saw anything out of whack uh, with regard to the timestamps. So that seems like a pretty logical conclusion as mm -hmm. to what actually happened, um, which is important because I think it's, uh, it's a whole nother rabbit hole if we start right, to go right, down right. how on earth this text log that's two years long and incriminates all of these people is somehow fabricated in this one tiny little nuanced area that Martin happened to screenshot. Right, that makes sense. Um, as far as like what was revealed through the conversation, um, I kind of like broke this down on Twitter today. Uh, there's no evidence of RTA uh -huh. in, this, in this back and forth between George and Bryn. Yeah. Uh, there's strong evidence towards ghosting both yeah. in Bryn being a ghost and Bryn encouraging ghosting uh he even explicitly says uh well this is actually something different but there's also clear evidence of multi-accounting and um yeah. account sharing yeah uh one of which he explicitly says use team viewer to access someone else's account um yeah. so that allows us to arrive at conclusions that a lot of what Bryn said during the Poker News interview with Sarah is all just fundamentally false. I agree with that part. Um, it seems as though there's a lot more credence to the accusations that Martin is putting forward than there is uh, Bryn's denial of said accusations. Like, a lot of holes are being poked in his denials as these text messages are leaked. With that being said, there's still nothing uh damning with regard to like 
super egregious acts, right? Like we still have nothing regarding Bryn's uh, affiliates situation with GG mm-hmm. and allegedly stealing all of his affiliates money. Uh, we still have very little corroborating that Bryn somehow had a methodology to see people's screens. Although there were those messages leaked by Sergi, uh, Sergi uh, talking to Bryn, or sorry, talking to uh, Martin, saying that he was certain Bryn could see his screen. So that's two horses of Bryn's accusing him of being able to see uh, what's transpiring on their screen. But there's still no hard evidence of that. Mm -hmm. There's no evidence of RTA. Uh, There's still very little evidence that he played under Lauren's account. Basically just uh, Lauren accusing him uh, Martin corroborating it. I don't think we've seen any text messages that explicitly say Not there are some un- indirect things like him saying your number got smaller. Yeah, type of stuff. basically your number got smaller, which we inferred as he played under her account and they had some sort of deal and then Correct. he won some money. The number went down. Yeah, uh, there's still nothing explicitly linking Mark Herm to this, no. um, who is alleged to be one of the ghosts. Uh, one of the coaches that's doing the ghosting. Yeah, we don't. Uh, Nothing from his right. side at all. Uh, still very little corroborating that Sergi uh, had RTA and was utilizing it to ghost um, or anything of that nature. So as far as the infractions that Bryn is being accused of, it's very clear that he's guilty of some. It's very unclear to the degree at which he's guilty of all. Yeah. Uh, and... You know, it's just one of those things where we still don't know very much. Uh, It's obvious that he has a lot of skeletons in his closet. He's deleted all of his chats with his horses uh, that we're aware of. Um, He obviously lied for 60 minutes straight on the Poker News podcast, emphatically denouncing certain things like having never ghosted before, uh, not knowing what team viewers used for that type of stuff. Uh Uh, But... We still don't have a lot to stick. Like if we're comparing apples to orange or apples to apples, um, Bryn's situation and Ali slash Jake's situation, uh, Ali and Jake are significantly worse actors, right? Certainly, like, yeah. Because we can measure the EV that they're sucking up. Yeah. Um, where if, with well, sort of, uh, because we don't know how big this this stable is. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like currently. Yeah. In its current state. We because know Wolf was on the stable. We didn't know he was on the stable. Right. So who else is on the stable? We don't know. Yeah. Squad so, might run deep. One more time? Squad might run deep. Yeah, it might. I don't know. Yeah, brought up. It could just be brought that could be the, <laughs> Yeah, that could be the end of the many, stable many or smish. not. Many, many squad. <laughs> yeah, that could be the end of the stable. It could be the a very large stable. I guess, you know. It, that would that would have been a good question for Sarah to ask. Like how many people are on your stable? Right. And Get names. Get, maybe, maybe, may, whatever. Like, even if he just says, okay, it's a stable of six mm-hmm. or it's a stable of oh, fucking 100. Like, right. I don't know. Right. What, most in, what I'm most interested in is his business practices with GG. Yeah. That's the one thing that he denied comment on in the interview. And it seems to be the backbone through which all of the cheating allegations are kind of building off of. Yeah. Uh, it, what it, what, it, what it provides is incentive and motive, right? So if we have a better understanding of how his business dealings were being orchestrated with GG, we can better understand what his motives would potentially be to cheat, mm. right? Um, but yeah, like all in all, I think the article is like pretty neutral. It corroborates some things that Martin's saying. Uh, it disqualifies some of the things that Bryn was denying. 
but all in all, like, you know, no one's going to hang Bryn over, over these messages. No, I just think it's getting closer and closer, though. Like, it's oh. kind of just more adhesive glue to the situation. Like, we're just getting parts. And- yeah, I think that that's worth mentioning is that this is one text log with yeah. one horse. Yeah. yeah. Right? Exactly. So it's like, if we got to see the two-year uh, back and forth between him and, call it, five horses, ten horses. And cocksucker Muskowski. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, or Sergi, you know, these people that seem to be, like, I don't, as far as I know, George wasn't playing, like, 100Ks <laughs> and stuff like that, but Sergi was. Um, there was another name that was mentioned in a lot of these texts, like clout or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we don't know that name. We don't That's know who that is. Yeah. Right. That could be somebody who see, like he seems to be the biggest benefactor of the stable in and of itself. Like he seems to be the one who's being ghosted the most. He seems to be the one that was, uh, his account was being utilized for multi accounts and things of that nature. So he may have a lot of information. Should he ever choose to come forward? We don't really know. Yeah, but I just, like every episode we've had about this, we just get a little bit more. Like we just, it's kind mm-hmm. of just all gluing together. Eventually, I think we'll see something that makes it very more foolproof. Positive change is in the air, in my opinion. Yes. The wheels um, of justice turn slowly. Very slowly. Very slowly. But the, uh, honestly, I, not I, that slowly I, this time. <laughs> I would also be curious if anybody has receipts from like the early days of Brynn running these stables. Because uh, like, there were parts in those text messages where George basically said, like, I've seen you ghost. Uh, I know you ghost. Mm-hmm. And he kind of says, like, in the past, maybe. Right. And I know what I've heard for the better part of a decade and a half, you know, like how far back this goes of Bryn playing on other people's accounts and multi accounting and ghosting and like all this stuff. But like, you know, again, it was like pre Black Friday when nobody really policed this shit. Uh, So this this is habitual. Right. And largely this is what he built his career off of. I'd be curious if there are any receipts dating back to like 2009, 2010 on his first come up. And maybe that's just distracting from the bigger point at hand. Like maybe that stuff doesn't matter that much. Uh, Maybe this ring that he's developed now is far Far more like bigger and uh, (laughs) more important to the overall conversation. I don't know. But what I do know is that like. It's not enough to indict Bryn in any way, shape, or form. I don't expect him to be banned uh, from any live events. Although, I thought I read... I'm not sure if it was on Twitter or if it was in the article. I thought I read something today that said Bryn was banned on stars. Um, which, if is true... It might have a snowball effect. Well, it may, at a bare minimum, uh, mean that he's banned from EPTs. Which we may just never find out because he just might not ever play an EPT anyway. Yeah, and also it's just like it could be for a lot of reasons. Like a lot of people are banned just straight off VPN. You know, so hard to know if it's like anything really Yeah, bad. but I don't think the VPNers were banned from EPTs. Actually, right, I'm positive yeah. that right, they right. weren't. That's true. That's true. That's um, what, so, yeah. Go ahead. What did, we, what did you think about <clears throat> the part where the article kind of went well for him? The part of like, like where he towards says, the towards I guess it would have been like September of 2019 yeah. where he started to say like oh so you cheated like basically he caught George I don't even know if caught's the right word because we don't have the full context right well but, basically what happened was he was like he was saying like okay I don't want I just want to win fair like I don't want you guys doing this stuff and right then uh-huh. somebody ends up winning and he's like well I told you not to do this stuff and it seems the article says that Bryn didn't take any of the prize money for that situation. 
So what do we think about that? Does that help his case or does it does it not matter? Like I what? mean, in the context of all the other texts, didn't that seem very out of place? Yeah. Yeah, like something was like wrong. Like I think that begin didn't that begin with like a sentence with a smiley face at the end? It was, a, was winky a, a winky face. But no, you're you're conflating too. There was one that started like end of August. Okay. Where he basically said, like, I thought I thought we agreed that ghosting wasn't the right way, yeah. winky face. Okay. And that kind of implies, like, that George ghosted and he was kind of patting him on the ass for it. Yeah. Uh, but then there was a September text that Christian's talking about where okay. I think he caught George, like, ghosting somebody to a ring event or a bracelet event victory or something along those lines. And he basically said, like, we, we agreed that that wasn't the way. Like, I don't, and George was like, I've seen you ghost in the past. I know that you ghost, like, yada, yada, yada. And he's like, I don't want to do that any longer. Like, we shouldn't be putting people in who can't win. Um, I don't even want the prize money. But we have no idea. We have no idea if he accepted it. And honestly, it looks so out of place. So um, what, Martin, what Martin showed me uh, on his screen recordings were that he asked George for this text log in December of 2019, I believe. Okay. Uh, and George said no. And then January of 2020, he agreed to it and sent it. So Martin's been sitting on this for two years. Um, with that said, though, it seems like the August to call it November timeline is when all the fallout happened. So I don't know. I mean, like, obviously, I'm just trying to put the pieces together as well. But over a two-year span, it seems pretty consistent that Bryn is pro-ghosting. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. for, like, a three- or four-week span, uh, or I guess, like, two subsets of messages that are three or four weeks apart, he suddenly takes a very anti-ghosting stance. I don't know what was going on. Maybe Gigi was cracking down. Maybe this is after uh, Sergi got banned from Gigi. Yeah. Uh, maybe there were implications behind the scenes of, of saying like, look, we're going to take all your affiliates away because we think that you're doing shady thing X, Y, and Z. Maybe, maybe you this just is... needed that text log. What's that? Like, maybe you just needed that text conversation. That's what I mean. Yeah, like Maybe he just something. like was trying to cover his tracks. Yeah. Also, yeah. expecting that... Uh, people had possibly been recording these these messages. It's so impossible to go down that rabbit hole and try to piece it together logically. Yeah, like we're just really throwing darts at a board and have no fucking idea what the intentions were or even the full context around it. Right, like the winky face. There has to be more context to that. <laughs> of course, I mean like, the winky face is just like. Come on, man! Like you're obviously doing I, some type I'm of fucking I'm not gonna yuck their yum, you know. <laughs> but the, the winky, yeah, but the but the wink face. <laughs> I was gonna say the winky face. It just not gonna yuck the winky their face. Yum. The, 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 the winky that. face in and of itself. Okay, maybe we could discredit it because of the wink. But <laughs> when he follows it up by saying, "I told you guys not to do this," like I thought we were in agreement. That kind of corroborates the fact that he really didn't want that happening. So it, anymore anymore yeah. sure anymore yeah because he, he he admits that he yeah. was that yeah like maybe i did this stuff before but i don't want that happening anymore i just want things to be done fairly whatever right or the winky face means this or the winky a, face means yeah this is gonna I mean, be a start of a bullshit conversation yeah i'm not sure or the winky face <laughs> I, I don't means know. i'm not saying i'm just saying come to my house later <laughs> <laughs> i can only wink at the, my right eye can't do my left i mean i don't know <laughs> So now He's what? not listening again. I no, was nothing. Listening. I mean, like, <laughs> I thought this story was dead two weeks ago. So I guess, like, on some level, I'm glad it's not going away. 
But also, I think it's like the lesser of the two stories that are happening right now. We're still waiting to see what Triton's going to do with Ali and Jake. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that that could be like a massive precedence moving forward. As Conrad kind of mentioned, they're not tied to any online sites. So if they put their foot in the, uh, if they put their foot down and draw a hard line in the sand and say like, this is it, we are not allowing cheaters uh, or we don't want to do business with, with potential cheaters. Uh, I think that that gives a lot of freedom moving forward to other tours, other companies, other uh, big entities to hit these guys where it hurts and take away their this, lifeline. I was thinking about this today. It's like, okay, let's say PokerGo decides to let them play. And the community just says, we're canceling our subs. Like we're canceling or they just say, oh, well, this is the only place that cheaters are allowed. Why would we want to play this event? Right. Yeah. Like people, <laughs> it's like a community boycott, so to speak. Yeah. Well, we could just all cancel subscription. We're just like, well, yeah. we're not giving you our money anymore. Honestly, the way hurts. I see it, like, it's literally a, snow, a huge snowball coming down a mountain. And there's, you just put all the brands underneath it. And everyone is just going to come along with it. There's nobody that's going to go away, like, against it. I don't think you can go against the grain after you have two or three companies mm-hmm. come out and do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, it's just, it's impossible for your brand. It's it's just, it just has to happen so fast, right? Triton has to do something within the next month. And then immediately after, WSOP is going to have to do something or, or they won't. So yeah. It's like within the next six weeks, we need I some sort of answers, right? week and a half. Yeah, the next week and a half. Trains when's next tra- week? Not yeah, even. So trains like, two days. That's nuts. Yeah, trains in two days, I think. It's uh, next week. It was May 13th. Oh, it's the 15th? 13th, okay. 12th, something like that. Yeah, so. So that means within a week's time, we'll have some confirmation like you know at bare minimum we had to deduce uh if they played or not yeah um and you would assume that it's not a not a willful sit out if they choose not to play right mm-hmm. like they would have had to have caught word that they're banned or they would have showed up and got turned away uh so yeah once that happens you know it's on us to amplify these companies doing the right thing because they're never going to go public, mm-hmm. right? Triton's never going to make a, uh, a public stance that says like, hey, we're cracking down because it, it's... Isn't it good? Like, for, especially for Triton, they are literally the only company that's not tied to anything, as I've mentioned. Like, and it's just like, isn't that good for their brand? Like saying, mm, fuck you guys? No, not really because then it's like, oh, you had cheaters playing? But, but it when didn't people, happen like, maybe on didn't their platform. Like, other than the one thing that did happen it's good on that within platform the community, that we've seen... But- it's good within the community, but you have to remember that like when they go public, their outreach is far beyond right. the poker community. And now they're amplifying the fact that cheating happens in poker, exactly. period. Exactly, yeah. Okay. And you're not really able to control that messaging. Yeah. You're not able to explain the nuance of, well, these guys were using software assistance on an online platform to win hundreds of thousands, if not millions in unfair EV. Mm-hmm. And therefore we concluded that they don't deserve to make money from the community any longer, so we've shut them out of our games as well. That's a that's a you can't really. It's a big across. bite to the take off. The general public yeah. just sort of hears, oh, poker cheating. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, from a from a marketing standpoint, like these operators will never ever ever have much incentive to be public about it. Mm-hmm. But you know that news travels, and it's not really, uh, it's not the way it is with keeping these names under wraps for as long as it was in the high stakes community because you don't need you don't need hardcore proof to just say like oh these guys are banned yeah right because they just are 
And, uh, you know, we could say that with high degree of confidence. Uh, same, same way we could whenever they got banned from the, the list of 40, we just couldn't say why, mm-hmm. right? So we could speculate why they're banned, uh, and we can do so with a high degree of confidence, and we can amplify that message, and we can, you know, be the ones to let the community know that operators are taking action. So we're, the, we're basically doing the legwork for the, the people in the know, mm-hmm. right? And it makes operators a lot more comfortable working with us moving forward, right? Rather than us threatening them and, uh, you know, basically putting them on defense as entities operating within this community. Instead, we just celebrate them whenever they work alongside with us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we acknowledge small wins when we get them. Because in the past, this hasn't been the case, you know, and... We use the Russ Hamilton uh, example a lot, but like it's the most egregious to to be a super user who steals millions and still have the ability to walk down and register a fifteen hundred no limit event is insane. Yeah, this is yeah. kind of the first time it's happened where like some people have been accused of online activity and are getting turned away from live events. Well, that, yeah, live now, events. Do we have others that were accused of online activity that ever got turned away? Like in the past? I don't think. Like, I don't think so. That's why I think this is like yeah. the start of something new. Of like sites uh, taking only action. if you're banned on WSOP and then right. you no. just can't play WSOP. Okay, but like for like PokerStars events in the past. Yeah, there have been. Okay. Um, but I don't know. So it's like yes, I know that the, it's always been policy of if you're banned for certain reasons on PokerStars, you're also banned from EPTs. Mm-hmm. But I had never known who that applied to. Right, because it's on the other side of the world. Right. So it's like right. So it's like. If Gordon Veo doesn't show up to an EPT, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah. they probably do. Like maybe like the Euros know. Like yeah, this guy's been banned on, and he stopped showing up to the whatever place. Right. They've probably known that Fedor Cruz is banned from EPTs for a while. Yeah. Fe- well, actually, maybe well, not. No, man, that's, that's Fedor the played the hundred, right? Yeah. Because yeah. Tried, he so played? they just made that decision. Yeah. So like, it's, right. I'm curious to know if like this is just like the first it's, time uh, or not. As far as I understand, it's always been policy, and I know for a fact it's policy with WSOP. Uh, we had like some debate the other day of whether or not like getting banned on WSOP means that it translates to live events. Mm-hmm. It does. It just matters uh, what, what your infraction is. That's right. right. So like, if you're banned for, um, you know, running a HUD, an illegal HUD, that's not going to translate into a, a ban in live. live uh, at least uh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm using a bad example, but like in my mind, that's a good example of like uh, a non death penalty type of, of, situation mm-hmm. but like if you're caught colluding or doing things that are pretty egregious i'm pretty positive that that translates to a live ban as well okay makes sense i'm interested to see to see what happens i'm i'm tired of the saga i just hope something happens well, so, something <laughs> I mean, is it's, happening it's been a, i'm sorry something is happening i was gonna say it's been a lot of change I'm, I'm honestly like impressed i didn't yeah. really think much was gonna come of it yeah, I agree. I, I think that this is the most we've seen the wheels turn in a short period. I, I mean, even if going back to the Fedor Cruz thing, right? Like, we may not have acknowledged it much at the time, but there was actionable things that happened. GG immediately banning 40 or 50 accounts yeah. means that the pressure of going public with the Fedor Cruz stuff worked. Mm-hmm. Now, it didn't work at scale because it's very unlikely that there was only 40 or 50 accounts that were guilty. Uh, and we haven't heard of any bans thereafter. But I'm sure there have been, right? I mean, Party it, Poker just posted something that they've 
spend about 100 since the beginning of the year. Yeah, like that, yeah, that's important. They don't have to divulge to us like to the degree at which uh, they're scrutinizing their security or to the degree at which, the, the degree of which um, they're choosing to accept or not accept clientele. Mm-hmm. But it's important that we know that that's that these things are being policed. Yeah, that they're it's important for us to know mm-hmm. that there is an efficiency insecurity that is eliminating bots that is eliminating uh um rta that's eliminating collusion rings and and things of that nature right so fine don't release names i can live with that uh don't release uh every individual case i can live with that don't even necessarily release the details through which they're they're being banned i can live with that Mm -hmm. but it is important to give us an update and tell us that like you got x percent more efficient this year on botting on rta uh things of that nature they did do that uh i think party just released um how many people they've banned <laughs> or, or like conrad just said that oh sorry i was somebody was talking about like well, well if you get well if you get uh banned on target do you get banned in walmart and i'm like bro that's not the same thing no. <laughs> <laughs> sorry so i was like very distracted how can you make that comparison <laughs> i was just like sorry so yeah I that's that. actually a good example of how this works and why it's not the same thing uh operators are never going to coordinate with each other party poker is never going to speak to poker stars and say like, hey, we have a known cheat and we know that he's playing on your site, you should ban him as well. Mm-hmm. But there are intermediaries, intermediaries, inter- intermediaries, intermediaries that uh, will communicate amongst these businesses, right? So like I said, behind closed doors, nobody's in the dark. Everyone's in the know. It's just a matter of like what they do with that information and how they choose to act on it. Uh, whether that means running their own security checks and coming up with results, or it means trusting the good word of uh, a, a fellow associate or um, somebody that is uh, kind of a hired consultant, whatever the case may be. There, there are wheels turning behind closed doors that we don't get to be privy to. Um, so it's not like this is so rampant and so out of control that we should all rush away in a panic. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it is one of those things where we'll always kind of be a little bit in the dark mm-hmm. as the public. Uh, and that, that makes it a little bit unfortunate, right? It feels like as long as we keep seeing improvement and like, I don't know. It's very important for people that we have a high degree of confidence in that are cheats uh, that we don't see them winning bracelets. Yes. It's very important we don't see them winning yeah. high rollers. It's you, very important that they don't become the number one player on tour. Yes. Yeah. What do you think that this does for independent live stops? Call it like the Florida Hard Rock Series, call it MSPT, call it WPT. Do you think they follow suit or do you think that it's a instance case-by-case basis? I think... Still, like, just real quick, Florida runs a 25K every series, right? They're yeah. going to go play that if they can. Well, that's 50K, WPT, right? right? They're going to run a 50K. It's not a WPT, but WPT runs a main. No. But the Florida Hard Rock series runs no, at 25k. Thing, it's WPT. It's the whole WPT. thing is WPT. WPT. Well, it's, it's a WPT now, I guess. Yeah, like there's so, side well, of No, no, there are three series a year. One of them is not WPT. It used to be the big four uh, sponsored by Poker Night in America, and then Poker Night in America died. Mm. So that one series, which I think is August, has no sponsorship. And in that regard, yeah, I'm sure that they would have so the ability to play so, if... So you're saying like the Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open and like the Lucky Hearts stuff, that's all WPT? Yes. Okay, yeah. got yeah. it. Yes. 
Um, and yeah, I think that it's just a top-down approach, right? Like if yeah. precedence is set uh, or a precedent is set by Triton that is then followed suit by, call it PokerGo, yeah. uh, which then tr transitions into WSOP, WPT is going to have very little choice but to follow suit. Right? Yeah, they'd be the only one. Right. But I don't think the same pressure remains on MSPT or these tiny little tours. Why? Because they're small and they're they're just trying to make it, so they're willing to accept a lot more, um, call it gray, market. Don't, don't get me wrong; it's not like the high stakes guys are going out of their way fiending to play the MSP. They might not yeah. have a choice. Well, that's what I'm getting at: is if that's their only choice, it makes sense for them to kind of come through with the band. If as well. we can yeah. make the memes a, about it, then I think it should be allowed. Because there's a big four again. Kev, Kevin Mathers says uh, at the. Hard Rock again this year, but it's not. Well, it's still the Big Four. It's just not by Poker Night America. Poker, like Poker yeah. Night in America is not involved. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. It used to be a sponsored event. Now it's an independent event run just by like, Hard Rock. These actions have definitely set a massive precedent for people in the high stakes community in the future. And like, sure, this is happening at other stakes as well. But when it comes to like the EV loss, it's happening to like a very select group of the community. Right. Right. Like the vast majority aren't going out of their way to go play Triton. They're right. not going to go play the Poker Go 10Ks. You're not going to play all these things. It affects a very small group. So, like, our interest is basically just, like, watching the world burn, but it doesn't necessarily directly impact us. Correct, but it does. It has the trickle-down effect, right? In what regard? In the regard that uh, with such a hard death sentence, it prevents people from wanting to do this in the future, mm -hmm. yeah. right. which keeps the playing field a lot more level, which allows natural talent to work its way up to the top rather than getting stifled by somebody who's taking unsavory edges. Right. These chat questions are actually pretty good. Yeah. Let, me, let me fire them off a little bit. One, Martin is asking, do we think that he'll be banned from places or should he banned from places? Should Martin Ooh. be banned? Uh, I don't think there's got to be some type of whistleblower. I guess we should like, start. I guess am, we should start some like, amnesty for the oh, whistleblower. Yeah, yeah. I, I've taken a pretty, I've been pretty consistent in this stance, and I think that it's uh, it's one that I would stand behind. Um, in that the people who are benefiting from cheating, but aren't the ones scaling it themselves, should suffer smaller penalties. So what I mean by that is if you were the person who was ghosted, but not the person running a ghosting stable, uh, obviously your, your crime is a lot less. Um, and I also just think like in general, uh, assuming RTA is not involved, ghosting is a less egregious act than running real-time assistance um, just because of the way it scales, right? Like if you're running RTA, say, say you're an online grinder who puts in mass volume and you're running RTA. You might be playing like a million hands a year that are all played relatively perfectly or within a scope of perfection, right? So maybe they're 95% accurate, something like that with minimal EV loss. Um, and now if you're, if you're offering that RTA to your stable, you might be able to 5X that number. You might be able to have 5 million hands collectively played with 95% accuracy or 10X, depending on how far you're willing to go with it, right? This is, this is the cancer of, of the online world. Ghosting is something that's always been in place and impossible to police. Uh, there's certainly an EV loss to the collective pool as a whole when ghosting is coordinated and done in a mindful way, similar to what Bryn is being accused of, um, especially if RTA is now being attributed to it. But 
it's a lot more difficult to police. So basically, uh, it comes down to people admitting it or people demonstrating that it happened in order to kind of uh, criminalize somebody who's the most egregious actor. So it's like, I don't know. It's, it's obviously not up to me to be judge, jury, and executioner as, as far as like what penalty is paid there. Um, but I, I do think at a minimum, like it's not apples to apples with comparison to RTA. So yeah. like I'm 100% behind the lifetime ban for RTAers. And I think giving them a lesser penalty is a true nightmare because it's, it, it incentivizes them not to leave the community. So say you yeah. give them one year, right? Now it incentivizes them to purchase and distribute over many, 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 many accounts. Yeah, it's, it's almost worse because yeah. what it encourages them to do is go back online for 12 months mm -hmm. and do so anonymously while still operating under their RTA umbrella for as long as they possibly can because it doesn't matter. If they just have 12 or 20 burner accounts and each one of them keeps getting banned, so what? Yeah. doesn't make any fucking difference, right? And then a year later, they get the return sharper and ready to play with more resources available because they obviously made money. If you ban them for life, they just have to leave. Yeah. There's just no other choice, right? Like, sure, they could try to keep up this act online forever, but it's not really sustainable because the detection methods will get better and they'll continually have their ring collapse as security measures crack down. They're they'll more, eventually run out of the count. There's not yeah. a, like any kind of like criminal action that can be taken. This, right? So it's that, funny. That's a problem, right? Because like, if, like, if, if this was... happened in the finance community, like they would see, they would be taken to white collar court. Well, yeah, for sure. oh, but, but like you're, you're literally stealing right. from people. Like you're stealing. Like that should be illegal. The problem yeah. is, is, I that, know that the, the market's well, not regulated. It's not that, even. That's... It's not even that the market's not regulated. I mean, that's a big byproduct of it. But yeah. imagine trying to explain this to a jury of why it's that. <laughs> right. Of course. Yeah. Right. It's like the whole. They feel like, what are you talking about? Well, it's also just theoretical. People don't understand the exchanging of EV in a zero sum game. Yeah. And how high. Hypothetically yeah. speaking, because this this uh, advantage was being taken, Joe Smith lost. Mm -hmm. Right, like it's it's difficult to put it, a face to I'm the sure to the crime. I'm sure it's difficult in the financial world too. Well, also, trying to explain like, like why why a lot they're, of them don't they're, they're doing all these different trades and and, and all this. A lot of them don't stuff. get prosecuted. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I relate this back to crypto rugs a lot, be just because I think it's really similar in the lack of accountability that there is and the lack of ability to like hard prove that this belongs to this person mm -hmm. and it's just the same yeah. like you somebody can these go projects and, are, and the developers are anonymous and right and someone can go and rug in crypto and not get you know caught I mean, or mm -hmm. they can keep doing just it real quick when it comes to sites and their preventative measures of targeting and finding like rta users do you think it's on them to find the biggest winners and maybe run their hands through a database or a solve and see the EV loss and regret oh, and come to a baseline? Sure they do. Yeah, and I think that they're doing that. Yeah, that has to be what they do. Also, your answer to do you think Zamini <laughs> should be banned? Do I think what? Zamini should be banned. Zamini? We have Martin Zumanity. Martin Zumini. Martin Zoolander. Yeah. yeah Martin we, Zucchini. Martin yeah. Zucchini. <laughs> Sorry, Martin. <laughs> I don't think that I'm informed enough to have an opinion on that. What? Honestly. Like, in the sense of, like, <laughs> I, he yeah, hasn't been listening to This is the first time I've ever heard him say that sentence. No, man, if I was an operator, I wouldn't know what to do, is what I'm saying. I don't feel like I'm informed enough from an operator standpoint well, to know what to do. From you know. No, no, no. no. The from their standpoint, they have TOCs. And ghosting is clearly against it. Yeah. 
So it's just a matter of like what they have set up in their TOCs as far as... Do you think a temporary ban makes sense for ghosting? I think Martin should absolutely be banned from most, if not all, online sites. Permanently or... I don't know. I, I think that that's a site-by-site... -site. Well, that's what I'm getting at is I don't have a... Fine, but that's not what he was asking. He was asking like from live venues, do you think that he should be shunned? Or is there is there leniency because well, because he is the whistleblower? It's hard because like you, you have to think about he, the precedent it sets and and if it's going to deter correct. other people from whistleblowing right. in the future. Yeah. You don't want to do that. Forward and and out the the ringleader, then like maybe there's retribution for yeah. it. Yeah, sort of like when someone this. gets a deal for yeah, for, no, for flipping for, no, on me, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's like, just like I'm going to rat against the boss, so I don't go to jail. Bosses just should not have any like. All right, maybe a temporary ban, like or something like that, but it should be like a lifetime thing. He is the whistleblower here, and he's. Did, did I, a lot. I also think you just overly scrutinize his account, right? Like that <laughs> yeah. could be that could be the the penance. Yeah. is that he is under massive security scrutiny. Well, he's going to be on the, under that regardless. Sure, but I'm saying like that's a punishment in and of itself, right? Like if his hands are always being or, or critiqued by the security, if they're ensuring that like he doesn't VPN, like basically he's on probation, and any one thing that triggers a TOC breach. <laughs> leads to a ban. Trust me, yeah. man. Martin does not play the GTO machine. Right. I, I get it. Uh, but, <laughs> but I guess I, I what get... I was getting at was that, like, all of these what should, should not happen are very arbitrary, right? Well, not really, because they set precedence. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like we're what just, we do and now. I'm saying I shouldn't, I don't have an informed opinion enough to make a, to create a precedent. You have an informed opinion enough to decide what precedence would be fair. I think that a lifetime ban is wrong. I don't know what the time should be for a temporary ban if it exists, but it, the punishment shouldn't be the same as, like, a Jake or an Ali. Yeah, I agree. I agree That's, with that. What I'm well, I think at. it's just like, okay, we have an idea of how much EV he's making a year. And EV we just, being Martin or EV being Martin? Like, you know, he's, he's a good player. Yeah. And we're just like, okay, this, this skilled amount, like this type of player playing these average buy-ins is, uh, is making about this much money per year. And we want to punish you this much. You know what the issue is? Two years, one if year, there was whatever. Like, no, I mean, if there was like a committee or something where let's say there was a fine attached and you paid that fine to said committee, that makes sense. But we don't have that in poker. There's also right? nothing to enforce that you pay the fine. Like, yeah. it's not like you'll go to jail if you don't exactly. pay it. Yeah. So or like, if in the NBA or the MLB well, no, or whatever. Well, but they're banned. The ban yeah. is I the guess, fine. like, you can pay and then you don't Well, the ban is the fine. It's, it's like, bail. you're taking away EV. <laughs> yeah. Someone right. like Martin is making X amount per year playing, you know, these this average schedule at an average buy-in. And it's like, okay, your, your fine is X. And then... Like Melissa's saying, that, that sets the precedent moving forward. This is why it's important to get this one right. It would yeah. also deter whistleblowers as well, depending on how yeah. big not if, not if, was. Not if the, it's a reasonable. Yeah, that's why I was Define suggesting reasonable. a pro well, probation. Right? A probationary yeah. period. Yeah, I think I like that. And like a long probationary period, right? Right, so like, no fine. You just like heavily scrutinize yeah, for X like amount if, of time. If, if this is clear that this took place over like a two-year span, maybe you have a two- or three-year probationary yeah. period. Yeah. I, th I think that's like pretty it's reasonable. like if this comes out another way and you are um, basically... But court cheating, it's going to be a lot worse. This is where right, like like the horses that are unwilling to speak on Martin's behalf or, yes. or whatever. Like if if down line, down the line, they they get found out to be complicit in this, their punishment should be significantly worse. Yeah. They, they yeah. didn't whistleblow, right? Yeah. Like they didn't corroborate a whistleblower. So they, they chose their side. So what we're coming to in this instance is that for a whistleblower, the temporary ban method seems incorrect and a probationary period makes more sense i think so yeah, okay absolutely. i think so because probation can really be hell in this scenario yeah right 
and and just forcing people to play live also reduces their ability to uh, take unscrupulous edges anyway. Yeah, it makes sense. Right, reduces their volume. Everything else under the what? Uh, what else? Second is going question. On chat? Yeah. Okay. If PokerGo takes any action against Ali, should we retract his Player of the Year award? Uh, I think this is. It's like Reggie Bush. I like, think this is insignificant, but yeah, yeah. I, I would treat it the way that they treated any like the Heisman the trophies, NCAA stuff, where yeah. they take banners Everything down. Take yeah, they take trophies down. Right? Yeah. We knew about this Ali stuff in some regard two years ago. Right. Right. So it's not like public. Prior. We knew about it. Just wasn't stuff. public. So if well, things are still going now, on, well, I think that that stuff should be revoked. But you can retroactively correct. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm, he I'm said agreeing it, with you. I'm saying it should be yeah, revoked. Oh, oh, yeah. Not that it should stay because we knew about it and didn't do anything. Yeah, like, because it was because known. He, also, it just behooves Poker Go. Like, a big part of them being able to enact some sort of, like, temporary or lifetime ban of Ali is to scrub their fucking website of him. Sure. So a big byproduct of this is definitely, like, not marketing that name moving forward. Right, yeah. you just cut ties. Yeah, yeah, and just saying, like, whatever, the 2018 Player of the Year didn't exist. Well, yeah, and give those place, GPIs right? back, yeah. too. <laughs> uh, give us our stupid award. Like, you know, it is what it is. Using him as marketing is not would be beneficial to them at, at this point anyway. That's my point. Like, yeah. they, they would want to scrub themselves right. of that black eye thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What I, else I, you got, Shin? A lot of stuff about this camera stuff again. The camera? What camera? The camera with the chess.com with the camera. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. So I saw a uh, shout out to Jose for the five bucks. Um, <laughs> no, he, well, so he made a, a point where um, he was saying where maybe you, because you, you can't implement it to everybody. It'd be too hard. But like maybe on a day two or day three of like a, a bigger event. Yeah. Then, uh, then when, it, when the field is a lot smaller. Why can't you implement it to everybody? Oh, I mean, you could, but it, it, I'm just, it would be. Then you, it's, make, it's, it's, then you make the point that it's people aren't going to want to do that. Entry. Yeah, it's a higher yeah. barrier entry yeah, and all that kind of stuff. Or at least, at the very least, like final tables, because that seems to be where it's the ghosting yeah, yeah, happens right. the so most. At final tables or, or yeah. I would like to see something at final tables, but we also mm -hmm. do know Jungle Man was probably... Also, it would be good for content. No, <laughs> if they had webcams on at final tables, it would be kind of cool. I mean, also yeah. for what it's worth, like when ACR has some stuff, they're uh, putting a lot of their final tables for bigger events on replay. Mm -hmm. And maybe they're using that to scrutinize and maybe they're using that for people to watch it. But having the whole cards and being able to see that stuff yeah, is pretty important, right? Yeah, they're streaming whole cards no, absolutely. Yeah. Something. It's, it's, something. it's something nice, right? It, yeah. It's something nice. It's something for the community to look at. Yeah. The, well, I guess I don't know if we've had any incidences where one of those final replays has been scrutinized by the community. And they said, like, somebody cried foul. No, not yet. Right. There so was like, one, um, but it, nothing really came of it. But there was one. It was like an ace jack fold. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you mean the Sedge Star thing from not from ACR? It was, no, from, it was the final no. table. I think it was Stars or something. Yeah, yeah it, was it was the stars. Sed, the guy's name was Sedge Star. Yeah, um, it was like with nine tails at the Brazilian community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't really know what happened with that. But. Nothing. nothing, and that that's yeah. kind of the th well. I guess nothing that we know of. Maybe behind the scenes they were right. punished. Yeah. But I guess that's the biggest issue is that like yeah, that's nice for us to scrutinize. Um, but if we do see clear issues that are insinuating collusion or, I mean, we can't even get, uh, we, as, we as a community can't even come to a conclusion as to what happened with the, the three-handed situation between Burns, Foxen, and, and Chrissy. So it's like, if we see an online situation similar to that, uh, obviously we're going to cry foul, right? If we saw aces played that way in a three-handed scenario uh, in an online MTT with cards up, everybody's going to be in an uproar. Yeah. But what mm. comes of it? 
yeah. right? Like what, what, what is the ultimate decision? What are there warnings? Are there, you know, it, it, are the accounts extra scrutinized then moving forward? How, how does this, how does this work? I'm not right. entirely sure. Um, it's hard to police online, especially. How does this affect mid stakes players? Um, largely, I think it doesn't. I don't okay. think RTA in a way that they should be concerned is a huge deal at low to mid stakes. Yeah. Uh, I would say the biggest way that this affects them is it allows for a healthy high stakes environment, which prevents mid stakes from getting absolutely obliterated by players who should be playing bigger. Yeah. Right. So it keeps the ecosystem healthy in that regard. That um, is something that I think we as cash game players should be more we should kind of educate the public why caps exist and things like that because a lot of these players are like oh five five no cap is so sick it's like yeah but now you have players that should be playing right. 10 20. we were talking about that pre-show with the how doug just announced that he was removing match stack from the low stakes at the lodge yeah to protect so i think it, i think it makes sense to remove match stack in texas because there's no rake implications and that's the biggest reason why you want the game to play bigger at uh -huh. low stakes um i think that it's i think there are a couple cases to make so number one i think that uh there's a case against 100 big blind poker because uh when you're talking about cash games it's the most easily solved in a simple capacity yeah so but most games aren't 100 bigs anymore that's not true well, low stakes. Low Almost stakes all games are, all, are all 100 no, points. even 1-3 one at the win is 500. 1-3 at Bellagio is 300 cap. 300. Okay. No, no you're, you're choosing one exact venue. Only the win Aria is not 100. 2-5 is 1,000. Regatta 2-5 is 1,000. Most 2-5 is 200 big blinds. Right. 1-3 one, one, a lot one, two, of places, three. it's 300. 1-2 one, is, one, is usually 150. Yeah, 1-2-1-3 one, yeah. is almost one, always two is 100 one, big blinds. 1-2 is 150, 150 big blinds, most not 150 dollars. No, 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 yeah. 150 big blinds, 1-2. Like, one 1-2 is usually 300. 1-2 is always 300, yeah. Everywhere, everywhere. A lot yeah, of places. That's so normal. here's the thing. Here in no. Vegas, oh, Richard, sure. so here's the thing. Here in Vegas, listen, I've played one two in a long time. Here in Vegas, there is like no one two. That's right. three hundred. There is only Matt Stack. Correct. Which is the Golden Nugget and um, MGM. Golden Nugget is not even Matt Stack. It's uncapped. Oh yeah, sure. Um, but if you go out sure, outside these places, yeah, one two is always a three hundred dollar oh, cap. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Wait, where? Bellagio's all, 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 all of the East Coast, Coast all, the parks, all like all these yeah. places. All East Coast. Yeah. You're, you're just you're you're just cherry picking a couple little small Seminole, spots. Seminole Hard Rock, like well, okay. Vegas and LA are the two biggest poker capitals in America. So Texas being the third. So Texas is match stack. Vegas is one hundred big blinds at the one two one three level. Everywhere except the win. Literally everywhere. Are you just going to take away the entire wait. East Coast? The East Coast is not very so, concentrated. Wait, you know, we're only talking about two places. Oh, wait. Yeah, no. Sorry. Three places. We're talking about Caesars. Are you talking Aria, about all of Florida and, and um, all of the Nazis? Yeah. Well, we say one, three, 100. And Venetian? Oh, yeah. Venetian, what is too. Venetian? I'm not sure. I don't it's one, two, 200. Oh, no, it's it is one, three, one, three, 300. It's either one, way. Yeah. But outside of that, Every, for every one two game, it's definitely three hundred. Like LA, I'm pretty sure it's like two hundred. No, LA is like LA, dust. LA is a hundred big blind cap for sure everywhere. 
if not worse, and they're dropping like seven bucks. LA one two is like forty bigs though. That's yeah, so yeah, yeah. They have, weird. A, they have, they have a five five two hundred two hundred min max game. Such a weird arguing. thing in LA. All I'm saying, Berkey, is thing. that outside. Right. Uh, so you're agreeing with me that the vast majority of all West Coast one two one three games are hundred big blinds. We Reno because they all one three games are hundred big blinds. Yes. As South, are South Point is three hundred. Reno is match stack. So it's just like it's pretty mixed. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there is some It's around some 100, though. But it's, it's, it's mostly 100 big line poker. Yeah, yeah, sure. And that's that's significantly more solvable in a high-rake environment, which is what low stakes is. Secondarily... Part, yeah. I agree with that. So, so I think that it's a big problem in a game where the rake is already difficult to beat to allow pros who understand that and can devise a strategy that allows them to eke out a win rate. Uh, very easily, right? The idea is if you, if you're going to uh, if you're going to basically cripple, not cripple, but if you're if you're basically going to cannibalize a stake level through the rake, then you should just basically hope for variance to choose the winners. You want everybody to play break even poker mm -hmm. and just let the rake win so that your player pool doesn't go broke. Mm -hmm. But if instead you have winning pros come in because they understand how to utilize a hundred big blind high rake strategy. Uh, now all of a sudden the ecosystem crumbles at the lowest stakes and that's brutal because now if the entry point to play poker is 2-5 where the rake suddenly starts to become Commerce somewhat beatable 2-3 is $100 max buy-in yeah there you what, go yeah, why is knew, LA we knew, like that we knew LA is weird and they why drop, is it like and they drop really, pre flop yeah, yeah LA is why, really and they why drop is extra LA like because that of what because, saying because right now. what I'm saying Literally you can't divide the strategy right that wins it's impossible. You're all losing. You're just playing a losing game, basically. I mean, everybody's that just losing terrible. to the rake, and variance chooses who yeah, who loses the least. Well, Melissa, you're right. It yeah, is but Berkey, yeah, the other argument, your argument is fair. But let's say, <laughs> like, all of a sudden, uh, two five Bellagio becomes uncapped, and that's not my counter. So what's oh the, yeah, what, what I'm saying Uncap is that, uh, like, what, first of all, I'm, I'm arguing against. Uh, strict 100 big blind poker as being the only option. Okay. Uh, secondarily, I think that in Texas, it makes a lot more sense to put caps on games. But I think that there are other things you need to revisit once you start to cap games. So if you're going to go with a 100 big blind cap, you also need to go with a 100 big blind min. Because I think it's very, I think it's very detrimental to the ecosystem to allow short buys that can devise very simple, simplified strategies right. that are printing EV in an environment where you're trying to protect the biggest losers. Exactly. Right? That's a big problem. What you want to ultimately happen is, again, stacks to grow naturally mm -hmm. beyond the studied realm and level the playing field a little bit for the looser players because the looser mm -hmm. players are never going to be the ones buying in for, for 40 bigs, yeah. right? Where their right. EV is actually the highest. Instead, they're going to be in a race to be in for or to have in front of them 500 or 1,000 bigs, whether they paid for it or not. Right. Yeah. And that's where their EV is the absolute lowest. So what you don't want is the highest skilled players to be able to utilize the highest EV strategy versus the lowest skilled players who are by nature executing their lowest EV strategy. Right. Like yeah. if you're going to have a 200 big blind cap, you should have a 100 big blind min. Exactly. You don't want people taking pot shots right. at the weaker players, right? So... Caps, I think, in general are fine, but I think you have to be pretty versatile or, or willing to negotiate like how that's going to work. 
you need to understand the the dynamics and metrics of like what the average stack is going to be. And when you allow these short buys, 20 big blinds, 40 big blinds, whatever the case may be, it greatly reduces the average stack whenever you only have a handful of people who are playing for the max. Now you're kind of defeating the, the cap by allowing the floor to dictate what the game size is going to be uh, across the board. I think match the stack games are very, very, very good and important for super high rake environments because what it allows for is the game to play beyond the rake yeah and that's incredibly critical but again you need to be very mindful of the minimum buy-in what you don't want to have happen is to have a one three game where the minimum buy-in is call it fifty dollars but the average stack is 500 yeah it's bad for the people sitting with 500 it's also like not great for the people sitting with 50 if it's not a strategy of theirs if they're just scared money but this is the lowest level that it they can buy into not fun I mean, most of these I mat mean... stacks is, it is 100 min and mat stack even that's, that's low though yeah. that you're talking about like 50 big yeah. blinds. Yeah. what we're yeah. saying it's probably should be 100 big blinds. so i'm just saying i'm just saying that like uh something needs to give with entry level poker there are a lot of people who are interested in playing no limit hold'em for the first time where two hundred dollars is too expensive for them to learn right but it's very it's very bad for them in a sense to be playing in this big game because it's match stack where they're buying in for like 20 or 30 bucks because they're not going to utilize a strategy behind they're going to passively bleed but it also all off. it sounds like what needs to give is the rake no, I mean yes, yes to some degree. Like obviously, the best, the best, uh, e the best thing that can happen to the ecosystem is a very low cost time game that's fifty cents a dollar. That's like a uh, a forty big blind game, mm -hmm. right? Forty min, forty max, mm -hmm. and either they don't rake it, right? It's just an instructional. I don't like all this shallow stuff. Get rid of this. I don't like all this shallowness. Yeah, Get, they did. Let's no well, more shallow shallowness. <laughs> Yeah, I don't you like don't, this 40, 50 big blind talk. But you don't want that because you want to have a bigger win rate. Yeah. <laughs> right? So go play the match stack game. Yeah. Like that's why it's there yeah. for you. But for for cultivating <laughs> newcomers and giving them a safe learning environment, you have to understand what their propensity is. And yeah. it's to be passive. Well, They're going to call all their money off. Yeah. Right. right. When, um, so I had friends in town and they were, they wanted to play at a casino for the first time. Um, poker and I told them to buy in for 50 bigs because mm -hmm. I think that that's probably the best for yeah the their player. depth matters not I was like just yeah. go all in with good hands They'll, yeah, like, <laughs> you'll slowly siphon down to exactly zero. the only yeah. reason they want to buy in deeper than 50 is because they want to be further away from being all in right and that's a problem. And they want more. It's sort of like they want more, uh, more lottery tickets. Right. <laughs> like I, you know? I really want to get that set when I have $30 but the problem is they're, they're, yeah. they're constantly throwing their lottery ticket away before yeah. the final number is ready. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing that you have to combat against at that lower level. And that's the whole reason why I'm framing the discussion this way of why match the stack is both very bad, but also very good at the smallest stake that you offer. It's very bad because people who are new to the game and this is their entry level game, uh, can't compete yeah right the game's too big just yeah. in nature but it's very good in the sense that people who are at the building foundational level of their game are now in a in a situation where they can overcome rake mm -hmm. uh in an otherwise like really rake intensive environment right. so yeah as operators it's their duty to try to find the happy medium and i think for the most part none of them are considering that right they just see one two as a rake trap yeah. And right. where they're pulling the majority of their their 
I don't even want to call it profits because most of them are probably operating in a loss, but where they're pulling in the majority of their um, their income to cover costs. Yeah, and also like, but they're more focused on that that building aspect, like those people that are building. That's why the mat stacks are good for the games, mm-hmm. like they're good for the rooms. That's why they choose. Well, them. they're only good for the regulars. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm saying from the rooms for the rooms. Why? Like not not for the players. Why? Because these are the players that are always going to play. You're saying you get more regulars that way. Yes. Yeah, but the regulars just eat up the pool. Exactly. And then now they don't move up. And once you have nothing but regs, they leave. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's the problem. Which I think is the problem that Doug is trying to solve in Austin. Austin doesn't have a very big player pool. And uh, even though the Lodge has had kind of the, the I think lock. I they $1,000 for 1-3, which is pretty high. Say that again? A thousand dollars. That's the one. cap. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. So, okay. in my opinion, they should just run two games: one, two, and one, three. And one, two should be like three hundred to a thousand buy-in, or sorry, one, three should be three hundred to a thousand buy-in, and then one, two should be like, uh, you know, forty dollars to two hundred. Yeah. And, or you think there should still be a small number? I was just thinking like a hundred min, hundred, and then hundred max or whatever. You just play yeah, that, that would be okay too. Right? Oh just, no, no, not a hundred blinds. I think it should be more shallow. Or uh, sure. What, 50 pick a number, bigs. right? 50, 50 min, 50 max. Yeah, yeah. you just uh, play small, like a smaller game, yes. like a short game. I, I think they should have a very small game for people to learn it. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw it happen when I was in uh, Commerce, or sorry, the bike last week. That is pretty uh, cool. A guy actually. came to the window, and he just goes like, uh, I've never played before. Is this where I buy in? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, you can buy in here. And he goes, uh, what if I run out of chips? They're like, oh, well, you can buy them at the table. And he's like, okay, I'll, I'll buy my chips now. And he slides her a 20. Yeah. And it's like, what game are you about to go play, buddy? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know that was I mean? when I, like, the first time I went to a casino, I was like, what's the minimum? Right. I always wanted to just buy him for the minimum. Yeah, so I was like, why would like, I risk more? Everything you're doing is specula- speculative, yeah. right? Like, you have no fucking clue what's going no. on. And you could do that at a blackjack table. You can have no idea what's going on and just have a $5 min table. Yeah. Right. yeah. And just sit there, you know, for a few hours and bleed through 100 bucks. Right. And that's a fine. A few that's hours, how- yeah. I last, like, 10 minutes at yeah. the blackjack table. <laughs> You're I just hemorrhage. Girl. You don't got to fucking double down so and much. Like, I'm just sort of thinking from the <laughs> sense of like... So let's split, it, let's double. Call it like the, the reg hunter that's going to like play these shorter stack games. Like the hourly can't be that high, no. right? We're in other spots where these people want to buy in and the min buy-in is X and they can get fleeced for a lot more. There's a higher hourly involved. So it makes a lot more sense for them not to play those games in the first place and let the people that are new learn the game with yeah. each other. yeah. And we detract from sort of any bum hunting. Type right. This thing. is naturally really a beginner's This game. is what this is what's nice about online, right? You can online has just, that. Yeah, you could just run super small games and people yeah. learn and yeah, things yeah. like that. You know, and yeah. the rake is like a non-factor for the most well, part. Rake is like super super high and low stakes. Yeah, but it, no but one's no one is buying. Yeah, the dollar, like, no one's. It's not their yeah. livelihood, right? Yeah, like, right. No one's yeah. grinding two cent, five cent for a living. Yeah. Right. Well. What else? You. Maybe. More. I don't know. You went like this. I thought you. Oh, I, that, this I thought we were wrapping the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got somewhere to be. But uh, we do have a party to get to. That's but uh, true. I guess last last question: If you're able to talk about uh, Brent Kenny's new site at all, of any insight you might have, and then after that we're done. All we got is a pit stack for you, my man. Yeah, the only, the only insight I have, I'll, <laughs> I'll pull it up. Um, get the graphic. Pulling up the pitch deck. <laughs> 100x, my man. Mm-hmm. To the moon. But, Berg, if I, if I text you something, like, yo, invest in this, I think it's going to 100x, you wouldn't take it in a bad way, would you? Yeah. 
All right, well, I got something for you. I think dude. you're an <laughs> <laughs> Just like if you said, I got well, this if coin. I say, vibe, yeah, if I phrase it that I way, it's obviously it's wild. But like yeah, if, Conrad says yeah. that about something every, morning, every day. You just got to add That's not financial advice the, after, right? I spent the five hours before he was awake fucking researching, you know? <laughs> You ever heard of <laughs> just saying the hundred X is bad? No, I get man. that. That's, no, that's really that bad. That's the problem. But I'm just trying to think. Like, if it's your good friend, then you're like, "Yo, we're really about to smash with this." Like, maybe, maybe it's okay. Yeah, it, it is a bit odd when like you have an outstanding figure and it's like, "Yo, pay me some of the figure and then put the other part of the figure into this." It's okay, it depends who it is. Like, if it's somebody who I know is like really well informed or like has some insider info on something, not in like don't worry sec and like crypto then like i will trust them and be like okay i'm just gonna do what you say because you know right. more than me that's what i'm saying so it's not as if it's that bad like Hashtag. maybe maybe she's viewing it as like Bryn yeah, is really different. well informed it, was in this. it his own company that he said it about yeah yeah that's no. <laughs> Hashtag not financial advice. it's that's too bad. conflict of interest it's if it's too your much. own yeah. company it's pretty bad that's, that's part is true yeah. all right part also, true. i sent you on discord the uh oh shit really if you want to if you want to grab it so it's called Uptick Entertainment. Um, <laughs> it's a compelling and profitable market with opportunity for significant growth. Mm. This is global nothing. operating footprint with approximately 100 employees over six countries. The planned initial launch was February of this year. Sounds like a rug. Which doesn't <laughs> seem like it happened. A um, lot of. Look at this exclusive info. It looks like there's 15... Players or, trust. About 15... <laughs> <laughs> Players trust. Yes, yes. It doesn't get better than that. Equitable, trustworthy, worldwide provider. Uh-huh. I like uh -huh. compelling the market right. timing. Yeah, uh -huh. I mean, basically, like, you know, this is all just... Just a bunch of words. It's all fluff. Yeah. Um, it looks like he's in his A round of... His AC round of, uh, of taking on funding. But I don't know. I oh, mean, it was supposed on, to launch on. an entire quarter At ago. Uptick, players' interests and the longevity of the game of poker comes first. Oh, shit. Wow. He's really hammering down on this trust thing. How much you invest in, Burke? Uh, nothing, but... Um... <laughs> Conrad's in for 5K. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I heard it's 100 Guys, this is going to be massive. Yo, this is going to be massive. Guys, 500K, bro. Guys, the man has already fucking built one empire. Obviously, he's going to build the... another somehow. Okay, okay, but the real, real question, honest question. Will there or will there not be a metaverse? It's just not going to be Visa. That's Poker all metaverse. <laughs> Poker metaverse? There oh, is I one. Know, it's not Somebody was in my right? DMs asking me to to give them money for their poker to like <laughs> they wanted to play on the poker metaverse and they were like, please help me. Please give I'm like, I don't you're asking the wrong person. We're, we're working up the <laughs> help wrong me. Yeah. Do help, we think this gets off me. Do, do we think he gets it off the ground? I don't Absolutely. know. So no. here's the thing. No. Like looking at the leadership team, it's all former stars employees. So well, Stefan Winner, v, uh, VP Customer Ops, former head of customer operations at PokerStars. Richard Connolly, director of payments, former head of payments at PokerStars. Uh, Tom Lennon, director of marketing, former head of digital marketing at PokerStars. Uh, you know, th these are all former Stars employees that yeah. are... That's good, though. Very established. Yeah, yeah. of course. That, that's, a, that's a great team to build. Um, and, you know, as far as, like, what he said to Lauren, the 100X or whatever... Like, if you look at his three-year outlook uh, of projections, it's not anywhere near that. He's expecting to lose uh, 8% or $2 million in year one, 
make 23% or 16 million in year two and then make 23% or 23 million in year three. So it's like- He uh, meant 100X in 100 years. Oh, oh, I'm out. <laughs> that shit's not overnight, I'm if out. If you had to rate this on one to 10- <laughs> Nope. On uh, one to 10, how likely- very viable is uh, it seems like, it seems like his plan is to operate in a lot of worldwide jurisdictions, but I don't know how much like, overlap there is in a lot of these so he has like south america canada uh a lot of europe all highlighted um and i'm pretty sure so he has like india as a major target right but isn't india segregated so random india like, don't you have to be dot i n or something like that I think that's true yeah and isn't stars the only uh company that's in that market no actually Chewy has a poker yeah, company. Yeah, I was going to say, Chewy. What? Yep. Wait, is that actually in operation? Yep. 100%. It yep. operates? Yep. Really? That's yeah. so random. <laughs> I does. didn't know that. Yeah. What's wow. it called? I think it's called Poker Tempo. Is he killing it? I don't think Do so. Do they play music and stuff? Oh, it sounds like a... I don't think so. <laughs> we, need to, we need to prop up our heroes. Um, but I have Chewy. a question for Conrad. It's There's a fight in India. Right? Oh, really? Can I All ask right. my fucking Absolutely question? Absolutely fucking not. Okay. <laughs> there's a big fight in India. Jesus Christ! Christian, bro. I'm scared. You're not All right. doing... Conrad, if you had to rate this on 1 to 10, how likely is this to 100x? 10 being it's for sure going to happen. We're talking about the Brin thing? Yes. Oh, it's a fucking, it's, it's done. It's, it's done zero. like fucking Landon's black feet, all right? Okay. It's, absolutely so it's, zero, it's a zero conviction from Conrad, which means it's well, now definitely. Sudden, yeah, now no. I'm interested. Oh, you're in now? I'm, I'm a little more interested okay. now that Conrad's yeah. ready. You know what? Fucking Brent, text me. I'll get you. You know what? I'll just wake up and say, signal. Yeah, it's going to be nothing Is it a bottom signal? What? Conrad's out, so it might be a bottom it signal. It might be a bottom right, signal. Conrad is right. notorious for being the top signal of all things. I am never the top signal. You're just the top idiot. That's all <laughs> that goes on here. I have never been the top signal. You are the top idiot. All. <laughs> that is all. I don't know, man. What's this My fight in God, TSC, top signal, Conrad. <laughs> okay, so we don't think it gets off the ground. I, I, I mean, don't know. It's February. I would hope not, man. I mean, it was supposed to launch in Q1, so I don't know what the hangup is. It seems like if they were that close to launching in February, they're not that far from getting off the ground. I can't imagine this is enough to deter them, right? Like, if all the funding is in place, if all the marketing is in place, if the infrastructure is in place, if they already have secured licenses, it's it's off the ground, right? <clears throat> well, they're going to have to wash them away from it, right? I just want to know, like, how does this succeed where Run It Once failed? That's, well, they're operating the gray, right? I don't India. know. That, I think they're operating gray, just... You know, they have they, to be, they, right? It's going to be similar to how ACR operates in America, similar to... Or like how GG got its upstart. Well, hold on. Is that yeah. even possible for that to happen in India? Because if so, then I think it's ACR only possible would, for it to happen hard. in India, it's right? Well, how's India going to stop in it? India, right? India, India loves ACR's Bitcoin. India they're just going to they're just gonna fire it. Okay. But I think Bitcoin just solves that problem for them, yeah. similar to GG. Like, when you're talking about dealing in crypto, then you're talking about dealing with the affiliate upline that Bryn created to begin with. Like, remember, but he's a master of this, it seems. Yeah, but remember how much trust was involved. At the end of the day, he was literally financing every single account that was playing in the early days of GG. So if right. Bryn was your, if Bryn was your uh, affiliate or anybody on Bryn's downline was your affiliate... Bryn was putting the money into your account and taking the money out of your account. But, and it was just squaring numbers with him. Yeah, but he, it worked. Yeah, it worked once. <laughs> it worked once, but like, It you sounds know. like they don't even have the funding, right? Because he was asking Lauren. It sounds like all the funding isn't even there yet. I don't know. 
I mean, I don't know. It seemed I like... I mean, they always... Uh, okay, so when I was watching the Firefester Festival documentary last night, and it was, like, very... Uh, he got a lot of money, but then he just, like, kept getting more. Like, you can always get... you. More right, is always nice, this, you know? This deck implies that they're on their first round of, of uh, funding, and right. it seems like they've raised, like, 80% of it, 75% of it already. It okay. says it in there that they've done that. It or? says they've raised fourteen point five, and it looks like they're well, trying to get five fire, more million. Well, in fire in Billy McFarlane, I think is I think McFarlane, that's his name. Yeah. McFarlane. Yep. In his documents, it said a lot of stuff. That's true. It, you know, it said that he owned like like some million dollars in Facebook shares, and he actually had fifteen hundred dollars in Facebook <laughs> shares. <laughs> that's, that's true. Close, that close you know, enough. Close, but he yeah. had Facebook shares. He had a couple. Yeah. It's just okay. a misplacement of commas, right? Right. Yeah. I right. mean, easy, easy mistake. Commas and zeros. Yeah. Easy mistake. The chat wants them to do Bitcoin Latin. Yeah. Will they take Bitcoin Latin? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with that, though? Honestly, it's, it's, it's dead. Zero. It's Why a fucking it's zero. It's due, man. Any day now. Phil Hamuth said so. Why Yo, is our ambassador? He's been showing a hat? rug for months. <laughs> he has to be wearing like a new hat every time because that bad boy is prepped up so nice. It just looks yeah, good every has, single. How does he, he has still a thousand wear that hat? Wait, there's no way they're still paying him, right? Like they have to pay. No, nah, he has to have like shares. Like okay. he, he has to be interested in yeah. getting it up. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Bitcoin Latinum shit is. He probably wrote it up and wrote it back down and is like, come on. I just have one question. What is Latinum? It's a platinum fancy word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a word that sounds like. What's Latinum? What does it mean? I don't know, no, but it so sounds. Do you guys think it's bottomed you know out? Is? Sometimes there's like misspellings on the like filing documents, and they're like, actually, let's it. just leave it. Yeah. That, that sounds cool. Yeah. Honestly, that might have been it. Yeah, yeah this was definitely supposed to be Bitcoin Platinum. They're yeah. like, ah, fuck it. Mm -hmm. You know, Latinum. sometimes. Let me not. I'll, I'll say how, how much Bitcoin Latinum did Helmuth get? Because he's been wearing that for a while. to get into certain games. <laughs> that, that I'm just saying it's not a wholesome wow. that's the end of the, that's the, the end graph of the is really bad yeah the that graph's down horrendous uh, alright we have a single de Mayo party to get to at uh, my residence if you know my address you're welcome to attend if you don't know my address <laughs> no. fuck off in before people no. just google your address please don't don't nah, show up it's not in the book oh, okay. don't um, show up you live at the Waldorf don't yeah. show up <laughs> Got a game there, too. Uh, <laughs> no. We do have a new course up on the site, Matt Hunt's MTT Exploits 2.0. This is going to be a preflop exploit course. The first two uh, lessons are up. There will be two more put up, I believe, next week uh, for a total of four. Each lesson about 30 minutes in length. Uh, really going through the different preflop scenarios based off of stack depth, based off of formation, based off of... Uh, the the stage of the tournament that you're in so if you're looking to get a little bit better a little bit sharper at your mtt deviations uh this is a good course to sign up for just head over to solveyy.io uh you get free two-week trial if you just want to check it out for that course by all means cancel anytime uh also as always we have uh the dates announced for our next poker out loud academy that's going to be august 16th to the 19th four-day academy eight hours each day day two and day four you'll be playing poker out loud style poker uh which will be streamed and for and yours forever to study off of day one and day three we'll be giving you um uh basic strategic breakdowns utilizing game theory principles and allowing you to basically speak your thoughts better whenever you're in that environment so if you're interested in that head to academy.solferwide.io those links are both in the show <laughs> notes uh feel free to click there 
Happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. One, one yeah. sec. I, I found out what latinum was. Uh. <laughs> Real quick. Latinum was a rare silver-colored liquid metal that was used as currency by the Ferengi Alliance, the Kardashians, the not, Kardashians. To be, not to be confused with the Kardashians, <laughs> and many Illuminati other worlds. Shit. That's all I got. Okay. Silver metal, there not the Kardashians. <laughs> Gotta rub that on your feet. <laughs> Happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. Let's go Pens. Let's go Pens. Let's go Pens. Dusty asses. We'll see you guys. <laughs> Bye. Peace. Top, top idiot. <laughs>